This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. We can do better than that before we sit down. Let's give the Lord a rapturous clap of rain. Amen and amen. Before you sit down, you have said, okay, sit down, sit down, just sit down, sit down. I was going to start the message as laid on my heart by praying three prayers for you. You just listen to the prayer. <laughs> okay, I'm not asking you to start. I say, all right. Number one, nothing good will die in your hand. I repeat my first number. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, nothing good will die in your hand. Number two, nothing bad will live in your hand. In the name that's above all names, nothing bad will live in your hand in the name of Jesus. Number three, all things good will find their way into your life. All things bad shall find their way out of your life. So I decree in the name that's above all names, all things good will find their way into your life. All things bad shall find their way out of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. God bless you. May be seated if you are standing. Hallelujah. Once again, we give thanks unto God for a very glorious and wonderful weekend. And I'm sure that in our personal, family, and church life, nothing will ever remain the same. I think somebody was trying to encourage us to clap, and I think it's a good idea to do so. It's a wonderful idea to do so. Amen and amen. For all the vessels the Lord have used one more time, may the Lord continue to bless you, increase you. Uh, thank you very, very much, everybody, for being such an encouragement to us so that we can worship this great God. And it will remain great in your life. Amen. The three prayer points I prayed for you, I discovered that that is the life many people live in one form or another. Some people, they've discovered that it looks like nothing good seems to live in their hand. Some, it looks like everything bad seems to flourish in their hands and in their lives. And this issue of something good, something bad, is not just a bless me kind of prayer. It's the heart of God, and I'll prove it unto you. One thing the Bible says about the Lord Jesus Christ, or repeated about him so many times, was the word good. Somebody came to him one time and said, good master. And he deflected it a little bit. He said, as a human being, don't call me good. But of course, we know he's also God. And so, he gave it back unto God. But he knew that he also is God. And at the place, some people mentioned, they say, everything that he did, he did well. By the time we got to the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the testimony of the apostle was that, that was Apostle Peter, 
He said, how, Jesus, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power? Who went about doing good? So we're not talking of just a goofy, bless me kind of message. I'm talking about the essence of you being a child of God. The essence of me being a child of God is that good things must prosper in my hand. That whenever I enter into a room, people must feel that there's a carrier of goodness that has entered. If that hasn't been the case, we are not fulfilling our calls. If that hasn't been the case, we have not been as effective as we should be. And possibly that's the reason why we have not been drawing as many unto Jesus as we should. But I believe that that will change. I said that's we change in our lives. Life is very binary. And I think my computer or friends, they I talk a lot about that. The little computing I know, they tell us that everything about computer can be reduced onto the binary level. That is the eventual machine language. That is everything you type in and put in your card, uh, type in email address, type in uh, website, whatever. Everything comes down to zero and one. Am I right or wrong? It comes down to zero and one. It's completely binary. So there's no in-between. So zero simply means don't do it. Or sometimes they can reverse it based on the language you are using. And one means do it. And so, for the kingdom of God, it's not different. The spiritual realm, please don't let anybody sell anything to you. There's no midway. He said that I'm being blessed or one is not being blessed. He said that it is good or it is bad. Many times we get caught up in the middle. And so, we go to confront and we go to deal with it today by the special grace of God. And we will be on the right side in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the scriptures were replete with so many examples of this clear demarcation in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may. How many binary peers that are there for us? Love, primary, school teacher, primarily, please pardon me. Look at the screen. Okay, what are the binaries that are there? Good? Yes. Is the first part of it that we need. Just put the first part of verse 19 there. Okay, and blessing and... Uh, all right. And so, everything is divided into all that. And... I will talk to you about another binary that is inferred from all that that we have read. And we can multiply Bible verses and, and talk about, you know, life, death, cursing, and blessing. But I believe with all my heart, there's what is called the spirit of death and there's what is called the spirit of life. Today, we shall talk about the spirit of life. If you are titling the message, title it the spirit of life. There's a spirit called the spirit of life. And a person who predominantly operates under the spirit of life, he will have a particular trait that will be observable in their lives. Every human being, whether we like it or not, they operate either either of this. Either you operate under the spirit of death or you operate under the spirit of life. And believe you me, some may be sitting still born again. That somehow the predominant spirit that is having expression in our lives is the spirit of death. The apostle put it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6, chapter 2, verse 16 like this. 
Please put the NLT on the screen for me, and I will hit the road very quickly, and then we'll take a moment to pray, and then we move on. All right. NLT. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume, and who is adequate for such a task as this. So the apostle was talking something different before, and he got to the point, and he divided human beings into two groups. He said those that are perishing and those that are being saved. And he said that the same people who are the apostles who are carrying a good fragrance. I'm not even sure whether it's saying I have another version. It's our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. Let me establish this before we go. And it's very important. So that we can know where we are and we can key in and deal with it. Because if something changes in me today, you will see a different me in one month. If something changes in you today, we will see a different you. Because the apostle was saying here that they or we as believers, we carry or supposed to carry what is called the fragrance of life. You, you understand that? That is wherever we go, when we enter, we should smell good. You agree with that? But the apostle was saying that there are places that they have been to, there are people they've come in contact with, some they smell something good, some they smell something not so good. And I was wondering, I said, Lord, why is the difference? The difference is this. Those whom they've gone to, and they are not smelling nice unto them is because they themselves, they carry so much stench that no matter the amount of good that is being smelling unto them, they can't smell it. You've been in rooms before where perfume cannot change the odor. And so many times as believers, we think we have it all sorted, but somewhere along the line, the Lord is saying, look, let's get you to that place where that fragrance will be there. You talk of favor before, that's what favor is all about. Where people like you, they smell something good. When people like you, they see something good. You go for an interview, you keep wondering, what have I said? What, what have I said? That they are not hearing what you are saying, they are hearing something else. Share with you an example many years back. Just gave my life to Christ, and the Lord wanted to move me from the city that I was so that I could go to a little village that could grow there and be discipled primarily by the Holy Spirit. Almost the experience of Paul the Apostle. And I went to the office of this general, you know, big man, tall office, also one that you walk almost. You know, half a mile before we get to the table, your legs shaking. Eventually, I got there. I, was, I can't remember what I said. The man acceded to my request immediately. The Lord then started teaching me that usually people hear differently from what you say. You are sitting in this room with, you, with me now. Many of you are not hearing exactly what I'm saying. I pray you are hearing better than I'm saying. Oh, I pray so. Because that's what is called, I'm so strong on that point, what is called self-talk. A lot of us do self-talk. And the more often than not, it's not self talk it's the spirit that is speaking unto you. So today, by the special grace of God, we will look at a few things that will be evidence, and we will pray that into our lives, evidence that we are operating under the spirit of life. May it change. May, 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 our, may the odor of fragrance coming from us change today. May there be something new that God will do in our lives. How many people have experienced it before? Handshakes before have changed lives. So I know, I know what I'm talking about. I know, I know what I'm talking about. Our general Vasya went somewhere in the United States. And just, well, if you have heard of the testimony before, went to just one of the shops there. And a man saw him and then greeted him. Another man came and for some strange reason, he just said, let me shake your hand. And he shook his hand. And the man discovered that by the time he got home, 
The particular swelling in his body disappeared. It was a cancerous growth. Right on the tummy of it. Went to the hospital, they find that. Started looking for the man all over the city. Who was the man that shook my hand? No prayer, nothing, a handshake. And I still believe that it's not just for ministry. It's for relationship. There are some people that anywhere we've been to, we find that things are not working. I took look at a few things that will help us today, and the Lord will transport us to the next level in Jesus' name. So what are the things that are observable in the life of a person carrying the spirit of life? Number one, they have a strong dislike and hatred for evil. They have a strong dislike and hatred for evil. And under that, there is usually a craving to see evil end. Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 15, our Lord Jesus Christ exhibited that in abundance. He was just going on his way, saw a woman who was a widow and had only one child, and that only child died. Jesus Christ did not have to be appealed to. He did not have to be begged. The Bible said the Lord stopped dead on his tracks and touched the coffin, and the child rose up. Jesus just cannot stand evil happening. You know what? Start resisting evil in other people's life, and evil will be far from your life. You know, many times we are indifferent to the pain of other people. If we start from there, it's a good place to start. Jesus was exemplar of that. Also, part of strong dislike and hatred for evil is that you will have a need to defeat evil, or your need to defeat evil will override the need to judge. Many at times when we see things not going right, the first thing is that why is it not going right? Don't talk about why it's not going right. Remove it first. That's what Jesus did. In John chapter 8, he brought a woman unto him caught in adultery. The Bible said, immediately the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, saw this person. He didn't have any qualms about it. The first thing the Lord wanted to do was to remove the sin from our life, and then we talk about, this, about the causes later. Many at times we are too strong on the cause, too little on the solution. After the diagnosis, what is the treatment? Jesus' method is, but before I start telling you how you ended up that way, you first sort it out. And anyone that carries that spirit, that's your natural default as well. Yes, sir, they also never get comfortable with pain and failure. Never get comfortable with pain and failure. In Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 29, that woman that with the issue of blood for many years, the Bible says she just got to a point, I can't settle for pain. That's the spirit of life. Something about life is that you reject what is dead. I can't settle for pain. That is not where I belong. And by the special help of the Lord, she was delivered that day. Hallelujah. Number two, those that carry the spirit of life, they tend to snatch success from the jaw of defeat. They tend to snatch success from the jaw of defeat. A man that did that so well was the man David. The man was incredible. David was a man that never lost a battle. I hope you know that. Every battle that confronted him, he won. He started winning in his own family where it was not so much love. He won over Eliab, his brother, when they had the contest. He won Goliath. He defeated the Philistines. He defeated Absalom, his son. Everywhere David went, he was winning. You will keep winning and winning genuinely. Well, the point is that sometimes when battle comes, I will need to stand up and fight. And when we say winning, that means there will be times when we need to stand up and fight. One area where you think David failed, he won eventually. He failed in his character. One moment. You know what? The man fixed it. By the time you get to 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, evil people, they didn't help the man. 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Put it on the screen. The man won. That man went to his grave a winner. If you talk of one man that finished absolutely well, it was David. Go and study that man. I love David. 
Now King David was old and advancing years. And they put covers on him, but he could not get warm. Verse 2, you know the story. Therefore, his servant says to him, Let a young woman, a virgin, be sought for our Lord the king, and let her stand before the king, still good, and let her care for him, excellent, and let her lie in your bosom that our Lord the king may be warm. I mean, there are blankets in Israel. I can bet you. Not in the palace. That they will, if you cover it with how thick wool, I mean, there are blankets. They knew the old man. They knew the old man. So they sought for a lovely young woman throughout all the territory of Israel and found Abishal, the Shunammite. Hmm. You remember Shunammite again? Another woman from Shunam? No time for that today. I have a revelation there. And brought her to the king. Verse 4. What does it say? Verse 4, please. The young woman was very lovely and she cared for the king and served him. Read the last phrase together with me. Want to go? The king did not touch her. David overcame that finally. That thing never came back. I mean, talk of the stage being set. The other one she sent for the woman. The other one they had to plan. When should we see? When shall this one? They brought to the king with every genuine excuse. And believe you me, David had every right to marry that girl. In those days, it was allowed for. If I God told him when he did this with the other woman, he said, "If you had wanted more, I would have given." Did you read that in your Bible? I'm still trying to find out the meaning of that from God. <laughs> Old Testament, that is. I hope you remember. He said, "If you had wanted." But don't kill. Don't take somebody else's. But this man won. What I'm telling you is that no matter how, how when the spirit of life is deeper, that's why he said, I'll find a man after my own heart. David was a man. I, I, I don't, I mean, in the order of things, the Bible put Moses, Elijah, I, I, I put him there. I put David up there. Ordinary guy, young boy, new adversity. But one thing was sure about him, the spirit of life was in him. For some reason, the worst of all defeat, the man will talk you to success. And that same spirit is coming upon us today. Amen. I said, that same spirit is coming upon us today. Amen. So no matter what, the hospitals, no matter what, the system is saying, no matter what anyone is saying, I know of a truth that the spirit of life will turn defeat into absolute astounding success. Amen. But that's what it does. So what the spirit of God do. Hallelujah. Number three, characteristic of those that carry the spirit of life, they influence their surroundings for good. And I made this very practical for us. Use the example of Joseph. There are three people the Lord laid on my heart. Joseph, David, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And these are incredible guys, incredible people. I mean, you just can read their lives all over again. Let me give you a practical example. May it be for you, whichever family you marry onto, because you carry the spirit of life, let their portion change you. And I'm serious about that. And whichever marriage you, whichever family you married from, let their situation change. Because many at times we find out that people enter into hopes, it's as if the pain, the moment the person enters, the thing is going down. If it's not going down, at least don't, if you, at least if you can't improve, you don't let it go down because you enter. There are some people, they enter some place of employment, that is the time they, they stalk uh, value of that company will go down. 
what God has called us into is to bring life unto people. A typical example, you know, is the man Joseph. Genesis chapter 39 verse 5. Genesis 39 verse 5. The spirit of life is coming upon us. I say it's coming. So it was from the time that Joseph entered, that Joseph, uh, that he had made him, that his Potiphar has made him overseer over his house, and all that Potiphar had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had. You know, many people, they enter into places, they keep complaining. Things are not working here. I don't care about things are not working here. What have you brought to change it? If everybody will come to church, a church like this, a church down the road, a church in the corner of this city, and they say, because I enter in here, things will change. We will not be where we are. Everybody wants to depend upon somebody. What have you brought in? But today, God will load you. God will load me. I'm supposed to carry something to make a change. Start from little things. And I'm challenging you as well. As I'm prophesying, I'm challenging you as well. In my only two way, started with Pastor Rafi Lodo, remember very clearly. He made the church in such a everything. And the man was crying out for help. Oh, because of one's training along that line, my grown up as a believer, practically took over. That's why, that's why, you know, one of the moments, I think he mentioned that, but that the man was very cross. That why should they remove such a man? By the special grace of God, I'm not doing what I should be doing. I, should, I can do more. I'm not making, but I remember that impact. One time I experienced it. There was a total transformation. Well, printed the bulletin for them. They had an pro overhead projector on those days. There's nobody printing the slide. They felt somebody was there. Brethren, let me challenge you a little bit before I move on. I'm going to prophesy a lot about us today. This man mentioned something very important. I won't say it that way. George, I did go in. Some of you, you heard it before. The man said there was a man in his church who had not been coming for three months. And the man accosted him and said, Pastor, this is not a very loving church. I have not come for three months. Nobody asked me. And trust George Adeboe. Look at him straight to the eye. We didn't miss you. We didn't miss you. I hope if somebody, if some, some, some of you in this church, if you don't come for one week, we know how, where we are. Oh, three months. But when the spirit of life is there, we make impact. Things automatic people feel that somebody has come in and, and that uh, it's not something going to struggle for, something that will happen just like that. Because the spirit of the Lord will rest upon us. Finally, my time is almost up. They leave a good legacy. And I put in bracket mostly. And I explained that to you. I read through what I jotted down. They leave a good legacy. We say the spirit of life. Life is life because it can be propagated. You agree with me? It's no life. Stone is no life because stone cannot reproduce itself. So it is simply life because it's whether it is evil life or good life. Number one thing that we know it is life is what? It can reproduce. So what it was, it, and life will always beget like. There's nothing you can do about that. And so we have this man, David again. My man, David. He left a legacy for his son. He left everything for him. Believe you me. I mean, I took time and I wrote only five out of possibly ten that could be. And I quickly go through five things that he left for his children. Proverbs 13 verse 22. I want to profess that to your life as well. Proverbs 13 22. Please quickly, let's be quick and help me upstairs. All right? 
Read together with me, church. One, two, go. Yes? Shall we take it one more time, please? A few years back, I mentioned this to you in this church. Please, please, please. Ditch some of the traditional belief that some of us had in our past. That is, when I grow up, may my children take care of me. Mm-mm. That's against that one. Your children is not your insurance policy. The plan of God is that you should have enough in your good old age if they give you not because you are lacking. They give you because they just say, Dad, you know what? You have whatever. I found this one to buy. And in actual fact, when they bought it, they know that it is just one of the many that you have. That is what it's supposed to be. So if nothing is entering to you today, let that last point enter very clearly. Can I hear your amen onto that one? Because I had to pray it out of my life. When my parents prayed it over me, they prayed that in your good old age, your children will take care of you. (laughs) Amen and not amen. You understand? (laughs) Amen in the sense that they will be very good. Hallelujah. Oh, they will be excellent. But you know what? I will not need to depend on them. I will not need to because I will be strong and healthy. You will be strong and healthy. You will not need to depend upon them. They don't need to push around either in the electronic wheelchair or manual wheelchair. Does that make sense? Is that biblical? They don't need to take care of me because I don't need to depend on their monthly subvention. I don't need to be funny that you know them. Damn me. <laughs> You've not sent money. And parents that are in that situation, please, I'm not making fun of them. I'm only saying that we've got better revelation. Better revelation is that you should have enough until your good old age. And then their own time as well, they will even live. I'm just, even if I can just satisfy to live inheritance for my children, I've done well. I'm praying that in their own time, in the Lord times, they will not live inheritance for their children, they will live for their children's children. And the following one will live inheritance for their children's children, children. In my own parents' time, uh, hallelujah. In my own time, I've moved to the next level. In their time, to the next level. Is that making sense to somebody? David left everything for his son. And I'll tell you a few things he left for his son before we start praying. Number one, he left material things for the son. Go back home and study 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 9 to 11, 9 to 19. 1 Chronicles 28, 9 to 19. Everything Solomon used to build the temple. Who left it for Solomon? I couldn't believe it when I read in the Bible. I thought it was this boy, Solomon, that was that clever. No, David left everything. He left instruction for the building of the temple. The man was ready to go, and God said, don't. Come on. That's why I pain him. He got the revelation of the temple. 
because he was a great man that God revealed a lot of messianic psalms were revealed unto him. He saw heaven, he knew everything. So he had a picture apart from the one that was given unto David. He had the architectural drawing. He had the model. He had everything sorted out, written down, ready to be that the Lord said, don't. Daddy Gio used to feel pain about that. He said, may the Lord not stop me. He, he, he understood it. I've not grabbed it as well, the impact of it on David. But as I'm talking about, it seems to be something huge. He left everything, material wealth, abundance for this guy. What did he leave again? He left administrative guidelines for him. First Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. First Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. He said, my son, I'm about to die. These are the people that will give you problems. Deal with them. And this is the way you will do it. For Joab, get him sorted. For Shimei, this is the way you're going to handle him for this one. So the boy enter into absolute comfort beyond any imagination. Number three, because of our time, he led for him network of friends and connections. First Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. First Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. A network of friends and connections. May you leave networks of friends and not criminals for your children. Hiram, the king, was just speaking. He said, and I was sure in that, in that chapter 5, Hiram actually knew about the story that David wanted to build the temple. Because when Solomon was saying, he said, you know, my father wanted to build the temple for his God, but the Lord stopped him. So David was so close to Hiram that the guy was so also close unto his son Solomon. If all that your children can enjoy is their own connection you have not started, they should be able to mention your name somewhere. Am I being practical? Am I being practical? They should be able to mention your name somewhere. Some parts of the world. Or some, let me leave the bad example. A child, some children, they don't know anybody good except criminals. Because that was the gang their father was in. He started the person he met in prison. Who was on his way back to prison. I'm telling you a real life story. I was watching the documentary a few days ago. But yet God has anointed it for you and I. That your children will be able, in addition to what they know themselves, they will be able to say, that's my father, I'm going there. The minute they see you are walking, they say, ah, you are the son of Adioye, come in. You pocket that for free. And immediately things will change. I was talking that inheritance, father's father. Uh, my father didn't leave much of physical inheritance for me. I did something good. The very first job I got was it in a bank. Uh, no well-paying banks in Nigeria at that time. So it's in our own industry. I was a school certificate lever. So it's a teaching job. Immediately I mentioned Bele, he said, ah, you are the son, and he gave me the job. Actually, he was supposed to post me. They posted me to that village. I insisted to go in the village I told you. But the man said, no, I will leave you there because of your father. Now, I'm still trusting God that for my own children, they will get better than that. Amen. That for your own children, they will get better than that. Amen. Network of what? Friends and... Number four. David left character and lack of faith for his son. He left character 
Do you know that David was the first wise person in that lineage, more than the Solomon himself? Go to First Samuel chapter 18 for me. And in quick succession, we read a few verses. I just want to establish that. Move to the next point and we'll start praying. First Samuel chapter 18. Today is the end of our fasting, so please be prepared to have a little bit of extension so that we can pray and then we can break the fast after this one and have the Lord feast. 18 verse 5, please. I want us to read together as we normally do. Please help me. Want to go? Wherever and 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 it was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servant. Please go to verse 14 for me. Take note of them. That was verse 5. Verse 14, please. Verse 14. Want to go and and the Lord you've seen that they've added all his ways into it now. Verse 15, please. Just the next verse. They've added what? Verse 30. Verse 30. One to go. Then the princes of the Philistines went out to war. And so it was, whenever they went out, that David behaved more than all the servants so that are you surprised that Solomon was wise? He left with, he met wisdom in the house. Wisdom didn't just drop on that boy. He left it. Unfortunately, he left something else. Though Papa David sorted his own life out. It was for Solomon to sort it out. Whatever deficiency you see in your parents is for you to sort it out. They've done their own. They can't see nothing. They've been sorted this out. Towards the end of his life, he made this way right. He said, all these deliances and whatever. Solomon couldn't get over it. 700 wives. Okay, since you shouted at 700 wives, I won't mention the other. 700 wives. Is 700 wives? Huh. It's not concubine. 700 official. <laughs> Weaknesses also get sharpened as one goes down the line. Work on it personally. Are you hearing me? God will help us. Finally, he left a faith to follow. Death is a spirit, life is a spirit. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he said, Choose life that you will live. Today, brothers and sisters, we ask the God of heaven and earth to send over us that spirit of life. Jesus Christ our Lord said, The word that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. John chapter 6, verse 63. May that life tabernacle in you and I. I may mean, it put to death anything that is not of him in Jesus' name. We will take a free prayer point. And then as the Lord leads us, as we're taking the offering today, dance entirely unto the Lord. We take our time, sing, rejoice, because I know 
Thy chains and shackles shall be broken today through the power of praise and prayer. And God will meet each and every one of us at the points of our need. Prayer point number one. Are you ready? All right. Let us pray. I'm going to ask that the Father will open your eyes. That you may see the need to transition fully into operating under the spirit of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of life. The spirit of life. The spirit of life. Let's take it in a complete manner and say, Father, open my eyes that I may see the need to transition fully into operating under the spirit of life. Pray that prayer energetically and excitedly that the Father in heaven, I won't prod you more than that. The prayer point I repeat so that you can grab it. Open my eyes because one needs to see it. If I stay where I am, I'm desperate that I will operate fully, 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 fully. So that anything that comes across, not that I come across, I will triumph over because the spirit of life will operate in us in the name of Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord. We haven't got time, so be very direct, be very sharp about the prayer. And the Lord will open our eyes. Living here, we go back home. Thinking about it all the time. Keying into it without any, any delay at all. Whatever the Lord has called you to do, you will do it. Operating under the spirit of life. The fullness of the spirit of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. <clears throat> You're going to say, in the name of Jesus. Spirit of death. Depart from my life. Depart from my home. Depart from my community today in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and speak unto the Father. I pray you will pray this very, very passionately. Command the spirit of death to depart from you. Pray from your heart. Pray with your emotion. Pray with your mouth. Spirit of death, I command you. Whatever is dead in your body shall come back alive. Whatever is dead in your finances shall come back. Spirit of death, whatever is trying to kill any Anything and everything that the Lord has placed in your life, depart today. Depart from my home. Depart from my community. There is a spirit of death that is reigning in this generation. Depart right now. Whatever is killing your career, whatever is killing your business, whatever is trying to kill your spiritual life, whatever is trying to kill your earth, try to kill your children, try to kill your spouse. Depart right now in the name of Jesus. Take authority in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your amen be like thunder. Sometimes we need to stir ourselves up to pray and make sure we penetrate into the heavens. We're going to take that prayer point one more time. I say, Father, I command in the name of Jesus, Spirit of death, Depart from every area of my life. In the name of Jesus, I command the sentence of death over me, over my family, over the church. I cancel it right now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. I command in the name of Jesus that any sentence of death that is placed over your church, oh God, that says death is continual diminution, 
death is shrinking death is continual loss it might be slow it might be rapid death means something is not increasing death means something is not multiplying that means something is not moving to the next level and that's why we command every spirit every sentence of death over us to be annulled to be cancelled now in the name of the Lord Jesus in Jesus marvelous name we are praying say amen like somebody that believes you will scream and say father father Clothe me with the spirit of life today in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what we call supplication. Supplication is an intense praying, intense crying unto God. Father, clothe me. I'm not asking for suit, oh God. Thank you for my suit. I'm not asking for shirt. I'm not asking for tie. I'm only asking, Lord, that you clothe me with the anointing for life. Anointing for life. Spirit is anointing. So that you pick up the phone and you will speak to people in faraway land and they will receive the touch of the Lord because you are clothed you are clothed you are clothed nobody's laying hands on me but you are the one clothing me yourself today thank you father in Jesus mighty name we pray because I believe the Lord answers speedily such prayers I know you are clothed already I say you are clothed with the spirit of life already and there shall be manifestation in the name of the Lord Jesus. How do I know? All the testimony today, nearly all, has to do with deliverance. There was a sentence of death. Someone or another, someone tumbling down the stairs. We've had it before. Bang the head. End of story. They say there's a bleed. And they try to start the bleed. Bleed, bleed, bleed. I see you. Try, try, try. End of story. Somebody decides to go on a journey. A full tanker was healed. Full tanker. And the story was that it was dripping fuel. The same thing happened out that sitting in the same country. Twelve people died or more? More. Sentence of death. Spirit of death. Another one testified. I've been in the drawdrum for so long. My family is straight to the limit. And suddenly life came again. Where I was not expecting it. Who was the fourth one? Tosin. Oh, definitely another accident, wasn't it? Everything about death being taken out, life replacing it. And I know that is a new covenant that the Lord has placed over us. We have a covenant of life. And we shall pronounce it every day. Every time. No more death in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's a new dawn. It's not just a new beginning for nothing. It's a totally, a completely new season for us in the name of the Lord. We're going to pray with that spirit. That that spirit of life will seep into this nation. We are meeting on Friday, 27th of July. 
at Glasgow. Preparation is ongoing. On that day, Glasgow will feel the life of God. There will be a ripple effect into Aberdeen, into Edinburgh, into the islands and the highlands, uh, into all the nooks and crannies of this nation. Uh, because life will go forth. Life will go forth. We're going to say, Father, let life flow out of your church into our communities. Begin it today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voices and pray very quickly. Let life flow forth. Let life flow forth. Let life flow forth, O oh God. Beginning, O oh Lord, from this very moment into our communities. In the name of Jesus, and on Friday, where we gather for the festival of life, show yourself strong and mighty, O oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we pray. Finally, you will say, I declare in the name of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Take it one more time. I declare in the name of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. That nothing good will die in my hand, nothing bad will live in my hand, and all good will find their way into my life. All things bad shall find their way out of my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Nothing good will die in my hand. Nothing bad will live in my hand. All things good will find their way into my life. And all things bad shall find their way out of my life. In the name that's above all names, I receive the life of God. Victory, total and complete. For me in every section and department of my life. In the name of Jesus, nothing good will die in my life. Nothing good will die in my hand. Every good thing the Lord has delivered to my hand shall increase and prosper. Every bad thing the enemy is trying to push into my hand. In the name of Jesus, they shall die off. All those bad things they will not leave. Thank you, Rock of Ages. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Lift your hand to the heavens right now. Father, unto you we lift our hands in total surrender. And we cry out right now. Spirit of life, rest upon us anew in the name of the Lord Jesus. With the life of God resting upon you as my Father promised me. Let healing take place in your life now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your hands are no longer ordinary. Our hands are no longer ordinary. When we lay or touch anything, those things shall prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. The life of God in our hand shall defeat every agenda of death, every agenda of theft, every agenda of destruction. Right now, let it be so in the name of the Lord Jesus. Daddy, 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 touch all these hands yourself now. Touch all our hands now. Touch all our hands now. And receive the touch of life never to depart again in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not remember your past anymore. Your past shall pass. Your new beginning is starting right now in the name of the Lord Jesus.
new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, make everything new, O oh God. In the book of Revelation, you say, I make all things new. Receive newness right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And death shall be far from us. Dead organ come back alive. Disease organ be made normal. Lord, my one cry to you is that this mouth we speak life today. This my mouth we speak life. We speak life. And it is speaking life now. And let that life enter into your situation and circumstance right now. And let the Father take the glory. Let him take the honor. Let his name be praised forevermore. Thank you, eternal Father. So you be the honor and glory. In Jesus' marvelous name we are praying. Give thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.